when you're up against a hostile room of people who don't want to be there, you need real strategies that get results. Welcome to From Hostage to Hero, the show that gives you practical advice you can use right now in the courtroom, boardroom, or classroom. Learn how to move your unwilling audience to one that is invested in what you're saying, eager to participate, and engaged in the process. Learn from the attorney whisperer herself, your host, Sari Delamont. Well, hello. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of From Hostage to Hero. Sari Delamont here with you. How are you? I hope you're doing well and glad to be with you for another podcast episode. And uh, of course, before we get going, we are now up to 86 reviews as of the time of this recording. I hope for way beyond that by the time this hits, but I'm going to give a listener shout out to Jim K, who says, excellent source for developing the skill set you need to connect with the jury. Well, thank you, Jim. That's exactly what I'm hoping you are all getting from the podcast, how to connect with the jury, but also how to live your most empowering lives. Because I really believe that we cannot take what we're doing in trial and separate it from who we are as human beings. And so we're trying to integrate both of them. And I have a podcast episode on integration. Go back and check that one out if you want to hear more about that one. But um That's what we're really after here is, yes, we want to win trial, but we also, more importantly, want you to live a most authentic, fulfilling life. And in that, we are going to talk today about what is your come from, meaning what place are you coming from when it comes to things in your life? So I want to bring this up because this has come up a lot with clients or I've seen it in our Facebook group. Um, and, and the, the come from that I, I have lived in and continue to sometimes to live in without a reminder to myself is the place of have to, I have to fill in the blank. So I have to clean the house. I have to work with these crappy clients. I have to go to trial. I have to settle this case. I have to go to this lunch meeting. I have to so on and so forth. And what I want to get across today about this come from, meaning coming from this place of have to, does not serve you. Here's why. First of all, Language shapes our experience. So if you go back, I did actually look at this before getting on and recording today. At episode 80, language um, uh, shapes your experience. You can go back and listen to that for an in-depth explanation. But how we talk about something is how our experience ends up being played out. So if we're constantly saying, for example, that we're busy and overwhelmed, then guess what? We're busy and overwhelmed. If instead we choose to say something like we have things to do and we take them as they come, that creates a different experience. And the reason for that is because the brain hates cognitive dissonance. So it would wants to align whatever you're telling it or align with whatever you're telling it. So if you're telling your brain that you're constantly overwhelmed, then you'll be constantly overwhelmed. It really is that simple. Our brain wants to align with whatever we tell it, which is why thought work is so important. 
really getting your brain to be obeying, I guess is the word I'm looking for, what you want it to do. That is possible. And that is what so much of our work at H2H is doing is helping you create the inner dialogue that supports you in your life and in your dreams. But the second reason that coming from the place of have to is dangerous is that it doesn't allow you to be at choice. You know, when we look at the SCARF model, which you've heard me talk about many times if you follow me at all, which is the model uh, from David Rock, Your Brain at Work, and it says that we either reward or punish the brain based on these five factors, status, certainty, autonomy, relatedness, and fairness. Autonomy is the big one. That's really where I kind of based the entire from hostage to hero model is that jurors don't feel they have choice, meaning they can't not show up. They can't say, I don't want to be here. They can't say, I'm, I'm going home, right? I mean, they can, but there's consequences to that. And so therefore, that's why they feel like a hostage. So when we're talking about this, where is your come from? Uh, and if your come from is a place of have to, that negates your ability to choose. And that really is an attack on the brain. When you're constantly coming from a place of have to, this will activate for certain your saboteur because nothing activates the saboteur more than have to or should or shouldn't have right? So these are the places where the saboteur lives. In fact, the saboteur uses these tools against you to make you feel stuck because the one thing the saboteur wants is for you to remain stuck and not make choices in your life that move you forward. Why? Because if you make choices and move forward and change things, then there's danger there. So the number one thing that the saboteur wants is to save you from danger, which maybe sounds like a good thing and maybe even was a good thing back when we were young and we needed uh, to be saved from dangerous things. But we don't need that anymore, especially when most of what the saboteur is trying to save you from is from emotional harm. And as we've talked about in previous podcasts, that emotional harm or emotional or just feeling things, feelings can't hurt you, right? They are something that actually assist you once you allow yourself to feel whatever it is that you may feel. So our language shapes our experience and, and coming from have to really negates this idea of choice. So here's what I want to put out there, and it may make you angry when I say this, and we're going to unpack this in just a minute, so stay with me. But I want to tell you that everything that is happening in your life is because you chose it, period. You always, always have choice. And we're going to talk about those instances where you feel like you don't have choice, but Here's, here's the thing. If you are living in the world, you are making choices. By not making a choice, that in itself is making a choice. So let, let, let's unpack this for a minute. When we're looking at our lives and we say things like, I have to work with these crappy clients. I want to challenge you on that because you don't have to. In fact, you are choosing to work with 
crappy clients if in fact you are working with crappy clients. Okay? Because and here's the here's the place where we get in trouble with ourselves. We tend to think I don't have a choice but to do this. And that, my friends, is where all the power lies. When you start to recognize that you always have choice. Always. Now, that doesn't mean there won't be consequences to your choices, but you always have choice. So for example, if you work at a law firm where you're constantly being assigned to crappy clients that are difficult to work with, you have the choice to quit. Now, you might say, well, I don't have that choice, but you do. That is the material point is that you absolutely do have that choice. Will that choice come with consequences? Yeah, you might need to downsize. You might need to go on unemployment. You might need to network to get another job. You might need to open up your own firm. But you have absolutely the choice to to decide something different. And in that way, you are choosing to work with crappy clients. And this is what I really want you to get from today's episode is that the minute that you recognize that you have choice, you're empowered. When you say to yourself, I have to, you disempower yourself. Let's take the example of cleaning your house, right? You don't have to clean your house. You could hire someone else to clean it. You could live in a dirty house. But we have somehow told ourselves that we have to clean our house. You don't have to, by the way, take care of your children. I hope you do. I hope that that is a priority for you. But you don't have to. Now, there's consequences to that. The state may come and take your children away. You'd be be viewed as a bad parent by your child. You, You could bring harm to your child. But you don't have to. This is the point. Everything that you're doing, you're choosing. And the the point here in, in this podcast episode is to get you to move to conscious choice, where you're consciously choosing the things in your life, because that not only empowers you, but that also gives you the opportunity to look at your choices and decide whether you want to continue to make those choices. Because this this is the place where I see a lot of people go, is that they don't understand that they are in fact choosing their lives as is, and therefore they feel stuck, and they feel like they're coming from have to or should, and therefore those choices that they actually are making, because we're always choosing our lives, always, are hiding in the darkness, and therefore they're never being looked at or examined Once we bring that choice conscious, I'm choosing to stay at this firm and work with crappy clients because that gets me a paycheck. That now is out in the light and we can examine it and we can say, and that's a good choice for now because I'm working toward plan B. Or we can look at that choice and say, what the hell am I doing? My life is, 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 is progressing and I'm doing work that I hate. I've got to change this shit. But neither one of those things can occur when the choice remains in the background, when we continue or allow our saboteur, I should say, to continue to tell us that we're stuck, that we have to, that we should. That's the point. You know, when we look at the the CTFAR model, 
So you've heard me talk about that before. So this is a a self-coaching model developed by Brooke Castillo, really well-known life coach. I don't agree with all of the things that she teaches, but this is a great tool and we use it quite a bit in the H2H crew and especially in our Path to Mastery small group coaching class. But the CTFA model works like this. The C line is your circumstance. The T line, and by lines, I mean you're going to be writing things next to these words in just a minute. The T line is your thought line, what you're thinking about your circumstance. The F line is your feeling line, the feeling that your thought produces. The A line is the action that you take based on how you're feeling, based on your thought about your circumstance. And your R is the result that you're getting based on those actions that you've taken. Now, what's really important about the CTFAR model is that the C line stays neutral. And so when we're teaching the the CTFAR model in our classes, this is number one place where people go wrong because they tend to put a T line in the C line, right? So instead of I am meeting with clients today, they'll put in the C line, I have to work with these crappy clients. Now that is a thought, my friends. It is only a thought. And here's the great thing. Thoughts can be changed. Now when you have a circumstance like I have to meet with client A today and your thought about it is this is a crappy client and I have to meet with them, that produces a feeling of being stuck right, which creates actions or inactions, which gets you a certain result, which is probably staying at that firm way longer than you need to. But if you leave the C-line, and here's what I want you to really get about this, is that circumstances are always neutral. So if you leave the C-line as I am meeting with client X today, and your thought about that is I'm choosing to continue to work with this client because I want the paycheck. That is a much more empowering thought. Or I'm choosing to work with this client for the next six months as I create an exit plan to start my own firm or whatever it may be. Now you change the way you're feeling, which is more empowered, which has you take different actions and gets you different results. You know, I used to say that you're 100% responsible for your results. That's not true. You're 100% 100 responsible for your actions, for the actions you take. And guess where your actions come from? Your choices. You are 100% responsible for the choices that you make. The results, like a jury verdict, are somewhat out of your hands. But your actions are within your control and your choices are most definitely are within your control. Don't like your results? Change your choices slash actions. That's the way to create and build a life that you love living. Now, sometimes, and I promised I'd talk about this, I want to make sure that I, I don't end this podcast without talking about it. Sometimes all you can change are your thoughts. So I think about Viktor Frankl, who's a victim of the Holocaust. And he had everything taken away from him. And he talks about this in Man's Search for Meaning, a book that everybody should read. If you haven't already read it in high school, uh, it's a wonderful book. And he talks about how every 
absolute thing had been taken from him. But the one thing that the Nazis could not take from him was how he chose to respond to what was happening to him. He could still choose his response. Viktor Frankl knew that even in a situation where it feels like I have no choice, that there is still choice to be had. And that is in how you respond. So for those of you who are feeling like, sorry, I really am stuck. And there may be choice. Cancer is a great example. I didn't choose my cancer, okay? But I can choose how I respond to my cancer. I can choose to do the chemo or not do the chemo. I can refuse surgery or have the surgery. I can choose my thoughts around the cancer and the possibility of it coming back. I have tons of choice when it comes to cancer. But I could also come from the place of have to and, and should and think, well, you know, this cancer just happened to me and I have no choice and I'm going to die and, right? Those are still choices. Those are still choices. And that's my question to you. What's your come from? Is your come from should, shouldn't, have to? Or is your come from I choose to or I get to? There's times when it's hard to care for my daughter. But I remind myself, I get to care for her. I had two miscarriages before her and one after. She's a miracle. I get to care for her. So what I want to leave you with is when you start to move away from the come from of should or have to and toward the come from of choose or get to, that you start saying to yourself, I am choosing whatever it is. So when you start feeling stuck, right? So let's, for example, this morning I was sitting there and I was thinking, I should work out. I never work out. Or I do. I used to, but now I've been so tired from chemo, right? And I start to think in this stuck place, I'm too tired to work out. So I'm coming from this, 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 I should work out, which has no empowerment whatsoever. I need to say to myself, I am choosing not to work out today. I'm choosing instead to rest, which I've had to choose a lot lately because that's what my body needs. So the next time you have to work, you have to, you are going to work with a crappy client. Tell yourself, I'm choosing to work with this crappy client for these reasons. And maybe you won't like your reasons. And that's how change happens. We need to bring our choices to the light to both empower us and to make us question them because some choices are not great choices for us. So I might say I'm choosing not to work out because I prefer to, to lay here and eat donuts all day, which someday may be a good choice. But on other days, I might be like, that's not a great choice for me. And then I can change my choice. What's your come from? I tell you, when you come from choose to, I am choosing to insert whatever it is here. That is a much more empowering choice. And it also leads to healthier choices down the road. So ask yourself, what's your come from? And then change it. You're never stuck. Ever, ever stuck. You always have choice. All right. Until next week. Talk soon, my friends. Thanks for joining me today. If you benefited from what we talked about or just want to let me know you enjoy the podcast, go ahead and leave me a review on whichever platform you use to listen to From Hostage to Hero. 
add a comment and I just might give you a shout out on an upcoming episode. In the meantime, head over to fromhostagetohero.com to order your copy of my book, From Hostage to Hero, Captivate the Jury by Setting Them Free. And to get on my mailing list, I send out trial tips and encouragement right to your inbox every single week. And while you're there, make sure you join the waitlist to become an H2H crew member when we reopen. We only open a few times each year and you do not want to miss out. I look forward to our time together in next week's episode. Talk then. 